Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Rental at a time. This is your daily financial news for Monday, April 10th. Let me take two quick moments. The first, I want to thank each and every one of you who come back every day and watch. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for saying hello. Thank you for leaving comments to help the YouTube algorithm. All of you daily viewers are truly helping the channel grow, so I thank you. If you are a new follower to the channel, welcome. This channel is very, very different than all the other YouTube channels out there about the economy, about money, real estate. First and foremost, we do a daily show seven days a week, 365 days a year. Been doing it for a thousand days in a row. Second, I have a lot of experience, but it is in a very narrow band. So something we do on this channel is we go ahead and invite other experts. So you will see we have playlists with eight, nine, ten other millionaires where we come and talk to you about three important topics every week. So we are very different. Welcome. Thank you for liking, subscribing, leaving comments. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I may have to pick up one of my puppies, Sonny, right there looking at me. Let me let me go. He wants to say hi to you. Hey, buddy. Want to say hi to the people? Say hi to the people. There they are. There's the people. Remember, hit the thumbs up button, say hello. This one's name is Sonny, and the one hiding under the table is happy. So, on to the news of the day. Thank you very much. First and foremost, where should we start? Actually, I want to start with the last thing I read this morning. We are in an interesting time. If you've been watching my channel, you know that I believe the Fed finally has a backbone. They finally have gotten religion, and they are going to tackle inflation. I called for long before anyone else two 50 basis point moves at the May and June meeting. Thankfully, all the videos are recorded so we can all go back and see that I did that. What I just read this morning was a little disheartening because when I talk about the Fed taking the funds rate to potentially 3% this year and 4% before they are all done, I get a lot of people, a lot of people that say something between, Michael, you're wrong, which is cool, right? My opinion is good as anybody else's. And Michael, you're a freaking moron and an idiot. Dude, not cool. I didn't, I didn't check you. Why are you checking me, right? So again, if you want to call me wrong, all good. You want to, get, you want to start name calling some guy on YouTube? You're better than that. But what I read this morning is BlackRock. BlackRock, uh, did I write down his name? I didn't write his name down. But anyways, one of the speakers for BlackRock is saying that they believe the Fed is going to wimp out. Wimp out is my word. They talked about is going to go slowly and a moderate pace and not cool. I think this boils down to does the Fed bail out Wall Street? like they have undoubtedly done since 2008? Or 
do they come to the rescue of Main Street? I see it as that black and white. The good thing I saw about BlackRock's article is they did acknowledge that the Fed will get aggressive at the next two meetings. So while BlackRock's article talked about the Fed slowing down as the base effect rolls over, we've talked about that a few times, they thought that the Fed was going to get to about 2% this year, which is 50% below what I believe. So again, I believe the Fed is going to hurt Wall Street. Is, and by hurt Wall Street, I mean take the S&P, take the Dow, take the NASDAQ lower. I believe that is coming. I believe that is coming in very short order. We also have two rate increases coming. The 10-year note, check this morning, 2.757. It is racing higher yet again. Can't wait to talk to Matt, the mortgage guy, one of our experts on Wednesday, because it has to be another rough morning in the mortgage industry. So again, we're going to find out about the Fed in very short order. Again, one of the things that we must appreciate, this Federal Reserve, unlike any other time, my studying the monetary system in the economy, the Fed can can adjust two sides of the interest rate curve. Folks, if you're following the channel or anything in the news media, you heard yield inversion a lot two weeks ago. Yield inversion is basically when short-term money costs more than long-term money. It is not a sign of health. It inverted, the two and tens inverted. Folks, the Federal Reserve, the current iteration, has the ability to affect the long end. It is no longer inverted. In fact, it was inverted, I think, for less than 48 hours. The Federal Reserve has acquired $9 trillion in long-dated maturities. Guess what happens when you are the largest seller of something? I don't care if you're Kathy Wood and you're, lar- you're the largest seller of, I don't know, some tech stock. Or you're the Federal Reserve. If you are the largest seller, price goes down. Price goes down. In the interest rate world or the bond world, which is treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, when the value goes down, rates go up. The Federal Reserve can adjust the long end of the curve anytime they want. They can just sell or not sell. So we are not going to have yield inversion for a, a long time, even though we may have a recession because the Fed will not let it happen. In fact, the yield inversion has gone. I actually wrote it down. Where is it? It is now 21 points inverted, right? It was negative six. Now it is actually steepening. So we will see what happens. Bank of America out this morning saying more pain ahead. They're calling for the S&P 500 to fall 11,000 or 11,000, 11%. Uh, By the end of the year, uh, they are saying that inflation is going to spark a recession next year. Uh, They're saying uh, that labor shortage is in price or wage inflation is coming. Uh, Wage inflation is very, very scary to the Federal Reserve. And that was something that was a big part of the 1970s that we have looked at many, many times. CBS News Poll, I thought was pretty interesting. 
interviewing 3,000 quote unquote ordinary Americans. And it was pretty interesting what they thought about the economy because, again, folks, the U.S. economy is 68% based on consumers. When the consumers get scared, they alone could make a recession happen. Here we go. What is wrong with the economy? Open-ended question. 86% of folks said inflation. I'm guessing the other 40% or other 14% don't shop because inflation is a problem for everyone. 82% of folks point at gas prices. 69% of us pointed at shortages of something. Has higher prices had any effect on your um, family? 66% of folks said it was more difficult with finances. What has higher prices made you do, if anything? Folks, pay attention. This is how recessions start. Six, uh, yeah, 66% of folks are cutting back on entertainment. Think movies, concerts, trips. Oh, sorry, not trips. That's the next one. Also, 66% are cutting back on travel. Think Airbnb. Think airlines. I would really be concerned for Airbnb. 66% of folks are cutting back on travel. 64% are actually consciously driving less. Wow. And 53% of folks are already cutting back on food and groceries. I remember standing in line as a child watching my mother scramble with coupons and trying to figure out how she can eke out just a little bit more. I fear we are heading back. The 70s sucked. Let me say it right now. 70s suck. And I think we are repeating Jimmy Carter. It just, oh, it's terrible. Bad, bad, bad. Folks, if you've been following the channel for any length of time, you know that I believe the unicorns of the Silicon Valley the valuations, the equity that was raised was unhealthy. There was not a lot of due diligence. The checkbook was wide open for companies and SPACs. It was not good. Well, a company called Fast, which was an online checkout company, blew through $100 million. They imploded fast. Uh, we are going to see more and more of these unicorns go poof. Uh, they they had really weird cost structure. 60% of their cost structure, or burn rate as they call it, was actually operating from payroll. They were simply overpaying or not producing enough income, one or the other. And as always in these companies, the CEO is arrogant and wouldn't listen. And again, we talked about Better.com pissing away $200 million last week. Now we have somebody shutting the company down after lighting $100 million on fire. More of these are coming to the Silicon Valley without question. Worldwide inflation. Yes, we have 7.9 CPI. We'll more on that later. But worldwide inflation, 60% of developed countries have inflation, reported inflation over 5%. We are going to see more and more angry protests. Protests in Sri Lanka and Peru are unfortunately just the start. 
been watching my channel, you know that I believe the food insecurity around the world, it's going to be bad. The dominoes have already fallen, and there are going to be some very, very hungry people in four to six months because crops are not being planted. Fertilizer is too expensive. I don't know what you can do to fix it at this point. It feels like the die is set. It just, it, it hurts me to say that, but it is coming. Goldman Sachs, kind of different than BlackRock. I read this article last night. Goldman Sachs actually thinks that the Fed may end up getting to 4% next year. Folks, I have a playlist called Whiteboard. That is exactly the number I predicted. And I predicted it weeks ago, so you can go back and see that I don't make this stuff up. I believe the Fed could get to 2.75 to 3% this year and ultimately gets to 4%. Goldman thinks, unlike BlackRock, that the Fed has got religion and they are going to punish Wall Street. Uh, had an interesting article sent to me about a site called Trueflation. Thank you very much for sending it over. Uh, if you've been following my channel for any length of time, you know that I take the CPI number that is reported and do the rent correction because, let's be clear, CPI at 7.9 when rent is only up 4.2 is wrong, grossly wrong. I corrected the number last month. I think it corrected to 11.2. Well, this site, Trueflation, uh, actually went in and corrected other errors. And the actual CPI for last month was 13.2%. I think all of us feel like see, that inflation is above 10%. Uh, yeah, it is 13.2%. China. China's producer price index, I wouldn't shock me if China's stock market was down or Asia's stocks were down. Producer price inflation, 8.3%. Folks, more inflation is coming. JetBlue. Get this, folks. There is so much demand for travel that JetBlue has to cut capacity. Think about what I just said. More people want to fly, but they have to cut back. Why? Because they can't hire enough people and their system doesn't have the people in the right spots. So JetBlue has to cut 10% of the capacity because they don't have enough employees. Guess what's coming? Rising ticket prices. Let me be the first to tell you that is coming. Seattle. I want Seattle to be a example for everyone out there, for every city leader, every state leader. Yes, King Newsom, I am talking to you. Seattle, Washington, as you may or may not know, has seen some incredible housing growth in value and in rent. Seattle, Washington has adopted over the last 18 months some aggressive tenant-friendly legislation. They have made it harder and more expensive for landlords. Guess what happened? I would tell you this happens every single time. Pay attention. In the course of eight months, eight months, landlords, owners have kicked tenants out, cleaned up their properties, and sold them 
to owner occupants. Seattle, in eight months, has lost 3,000 affordable housing units. The demand for affordable housing in Seattle is up. But because they have adopted legislation that penalizes landlords, landlords said, blank you, we are removing your tenants or our tenants, cleaning them up, and selling our units to owner occupants. 3,000 units, eight months, not over. If you want to adopt silly laws that punish landlords, landlords will leave. It is still a free country, even though sometimes our government leaders like King Newsom try to make it not free. It happens every time. If you want to punish one set, they will do what is profitable for them. Crazy. In fairness, Seattle did add, yes, they lost 3,000, but they did add, get this, folks. They added 27 units. Less than 1%. Again, if you adopt laws that punish landlords, make it expensive, put all, put all the burden on landlords, they are going to leave. So if you want to have more homeless or higher rents, punish landlords. It's a very simple equation. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for you today. Today's going to be a wonderful day. We talked to Greg Dickerson. Uh, we have a couple of other experts lined up like Rylas Dana, our state attorney. Uh, and of course, uh, I think Taylor is coming back as well. So fun, fun, fun. Again, have a wonderful day. Like, subscribe. 176 of you watching. Hello to everyone. Say hi back. Leave a comment. Let's get other people watching the Daily Financial News. Bye.